Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to be talking about Dan Hooker. And this is a fighter that many were excited about at one point, specifically his run in 2019 to early 2020, where he defeated James Vick, Ally Aquinta, and Paul Felder. And before that, even though he lost to Edson Barboza, he was also on a nice win streak, which included a knockout win over Gilbert Burns. Then after that win against Paul Felder, he fought Dustin Poirier in what may have been one of Dustin's most difficult fights. That was a back and forth war and in the end it was very close. So even though Dan lost that fight, he still gained a lot of respect and people still had high hopes for him. But then at UFC 257, he fought promotional newcomer and former Bellator lightweight champion Michael Chandler and in this fight, Dan got finished in the first round by punches. Then he returned at UFC 266 to fight Nasrat Hakparast and I thought this was a great fight to get Dan back into the win column, which is what happened. And after that, people were excited once again to see what was next for Dan. But then at UFC 267, he took a short notice fight against Islam Makashev. And although I give him credit for taking this fight, it was very one-sided as he got taken down and submitted in the first round by Kimura. So after going one and three in his last four fights at lightweight, Dan decided to make his return back to featherweight. So in his first fight back at 145, Dan fought surging prospect Arnold Allen, but unfortunately his return to 145 was unsuccessful as Arnold finished him in the first round with punches and elbows. And I think this defeat is what really hurt Dan the most because this return to featherweight for him was supposed to be a new start, a possible resurgence for his career, but it ended up becoming another defeat, which is a huge difference compared to 2019-2020 Dan Hooker, who was quickly becoming a top lightweight. But now he's kind of in a different difficult position because he hasn't been winning often, but he's still a fighter with a lot of name value due to him being a fan favorite. So what is next for Dan Hooker? Now look, being one in four in your last five fights is not the greatest, but considering the fighters that Dan lost to, I think there is no shame in losing to these guys, especially the ones against Dustin Poirier and Islam Makashev. Even his defeat to Arnold Allen is understanding considering how tough that cut to 145 must have been for Dan. And I know he's fought at featherweight before, but the guy is 32 now, so that cut must be much more difficult compared to before. I think the defeat to Michael Chandler was the worst one, because after that five-round war against Dustin Poirier, he was unable to get passed around against Michael Chandler in his next fight. And when I see a situation like that, where a fighter goes through a big-time war, and then in their next fight, they get finished early on, it tells me that war must have changed them. They are no longer the same fighter after putting their body through a fight like that. And this has happened many times. I think another good example is Kelvin Gastelum. After his fight with Israel Adesanya, he no longer looked like the Kelvin Gastelum that everyone was excited about. But who can blame him after all the damage that he took in that fight against Israel? Sometimes those types of fights change fighters forever. Another good example was when Don Fry was explaining how after his fight with Ken Shamrock, he felt like both of them changed as fighters forever and not for the good. More so, a piece of them was gone after that war. And because of it, their careers began to decline afterwards. So maybe that's the case with Dan Hooker. Maybe that fight with Dustin Poirier really took a toll on him. And because of it, it's easier for him to get finished compared to before. I mean, after all, his past three defeats were first round finishes. And the thing with Dan is that he was known for his toughness, his durability. That's why he became such a fan favorite because he was able to get into these brawls, but still remain standing by the end. But maybe after the Dustin fight, 
point, he was unable to do that any longer. Or maybe he's just fighting tougher competition ever since he got into the mix at the top of the lightweight division. Don't get me wrong, Paul Felder, Ally Quinta, James Vick, Gilbert Burns, all solid fighters. But when it came to the upper echelon of 155, meaning going up against fighters like Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler, Islam Makhachev, and the top at featherweight against Arnold Allen, that's when Dan started to have problems. And maybe that's just the case. Maybe he's a very good fighter, but not good enough to compete at the top or become a champion. And if that's the case, it's a shame because Dan always puts on a fight, win or lose. But sometimes fighters are unable to get to the top, no matter how good they look. And I think Dan is a prime example of how deep the 155 pound division is. So now that he's in this situation, what's next for Dan? And I think the obvious move is to move back to lightweight. The cut to 145 is way too much for Dan at this point, especially when we consider how big of a lightweight he is. And maybe he got finished early in that fight because the weight cut got to him. He was unable to take a punch like he'd be able to at lightweight. And honestly, even if Dan did defeat Arnold, realistically, how many times would he be able to continue cutting down to 145? In my opinion, it wouldn't be much. So it's time for Dan to move back to lightweight, where he's still surprisingly ranked. He's ranked number 13 in the division. And like I said, Dan still has a lot of name value, so I'm sure he won't have any shortage of opponents. But the question is, who should he fight? First off, I think he should take an extended layoff, maybe take a year off, because the guy fought three times in 2021 and is coming off of a big TKO defeat in 2022. So I honestly wouldn't mind seeing him come back in 2023. And see, if he does take a year off, I can definitely see a huge change in the rankings at lightweight. But right now, looking at the current lightweight rankings, the fights that excite me the most are either against Rafael Dos Anjos or Diego Ferreira, if the UFC is going to give Dan someone ranked. But I do think Dos Anjos is going to be fighting Rafael Faziev, so maybe the loser of that fight could fight Dan when he does come back. And I know some people also recommended Dan Hooker versus Tony Ferguson, and on paper it kind of makes sense, specifically their records and where they're at in their careers, which is big names who haven't won a fight recently. So I could see why people are intrigued with that matchup. But man, I just don't think it's a good matchup for Tony. Although Dan has been losing fights, he's still a very tough opponent at this point in his career. Like I said, he's been losing to the top guys. And although Tony has been losing to the top guys too, I just find his defeats to be more brutal compared to Dan's. And I think why that's the case is because Tony is older now. So it really seems like he's declining as a fighter. Dan, on the other hand, although you can make the argument that he's declined as a fighter, you could also make the argument that he fought tough competition. And because he's still relatively young, he still has a chance to come back compared to someone like Tony Ferguson. And man, after that defeat to Michael Chandler, I just don't want to see Tony get into fights where he can possibly get brutally finished. And it's funny how I'm talking about this like Dan hadn't lost to Michael Chandler. But I just don't know. There's just something about the matchup with Dan and Tony that doesn't sit right with me, even though it makes sense on paper. I feel like what bothers me the most about that matchup is that there's a possibility of it becoming a war and if that's the case I don't like Tony's chances in that one despite Dan getting finished early in his past few fights I still think Dan has a little bit of gas in the tank compared to Tony at this point so I'm not a fan of it but I can definitely see other people being a fan of it and the UFC making that matchup and then aside from Tony like I said Diego Ferreira he too is kind of in a similar situation like Dan who was once a surging prospect at lightweight 
and then now he's on a three-fight losing streak. And although he didn't reach the same heights as Dan Hooker, he definitely had some impressive performances. And I know Diego is set to face Drakkar Close at UFC 277, but if he loses that fight, then why not make that matchup with Dan? Or even if he wins, that matchup with Dan is also still good. But then looking outside of the top 15, some other names that interest me are Joel Alvarez, Tiago Moises, Drew Dober, Alexander Hernandez. You could also give him veterans like Jim Miller or Clay Guida, Michael Johnson, or how about a surging prospect like Paddy Pimblett if he gets past Jordan Levitt in his next fight. If they wanted to give Paddy somewhat of a big name after that win, then I think Dan Hooker would make a lot of sense. But a fight that really would interest me would be if Dan Hooker fought Bobby Green. I think Bobby Green is an exciting matchup against most lightweights right now. But imagine him and Dan Hooker, that fight would be a striking battle. So I think that's a fight that I'm interested in the most. There's also a fight with Gregor Gillespie, who's always been looking for a fight, but for some reason, I feel like Gregor would not be interested in fighting Dan at this point. So my favorite options for Dan right now are Carlos Ferreira and Bobby Green. But whoever it is, I hope the fight doesn't happen right away because Dan needs to take time off for himself to not only recuperate, but also to grow as a fighter. Because when he does come back, I do hope that we get the Dan Hooker that everyone was excited about at one point. But what do you think? Who should Dan Hooker fight next? And do you think he'll return to the top at lightweight? But that's a lot for now, so I'll see him in my next one.